Travel Podcast News is the first ever travel podcast in India. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to keep yourself up with exclusive and exciting insights into the travel trade. Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Travel Podcast News. My name is Vartik. I'm joined by my colleagues and travel enthusiasts Devika and Hazel to discuss tourism in Singapore with Ms. Seating, Area Director, India and South Asia for STB. Now, many of you are familiar with Singapore as a travel destination and I'm sure a lot of us are waiting to visit the country again when we get a chance. So we are happy to have Singapore Tourism Board share some updates on Singapore and what you can look forward to explore, try Singapore's famous dishes, shops and learn more about the art and culture that exists there. So today we have with us Ms. Lim Si Ting, the Area Director, India and South Asia for Singapore Tourism Board based in Mumbai. Lim Si Ting currently oversees destination promotion and marketing efforts in South and West India, including Sri Lanka, to ensure that Singapore remains the top of mind, leisure and business destination for every Indian traveler. She is someone who can give you insights into what Singapore has to offer to the Indian demographic in great detail. So make sure you listen to this conversation till the end to not miss out on any important details. So anyway, Miss Seating, how are you doing today? Thanks, Vatik, and thanks, uh, Chef Talk, for inviting uh, the Singapore Tourism Board uh, for giving us this opportunity to come on this uh, telephonic interview. So uh, my name is Seating, just to give a brief introduction, and thanks, Vatik, for giving uh, that a pretty comprehensive uh, introduction already. Uh, I'm actually the area director of uh, Singapore Tourism Board based in Mumbai. So I oversee India and South Asia, specifically uh, Sri Lanka. So I've been in India for about three years now. So uh, uh, happy to be, you know, in my second home. <laughs> so yeah, uh, happy to also answer questions that you guys might have uh, regarding Singapore, uh, uh, the kind of uh, marketing and promotion activities that we are taking on. Uh, for the India market. Awesome. So since you've been to both cities, you've spent enough time. So what are the things that you love most about Singapore and Mumbai? Could you please highlight those? Wow, that's a really tough question. It's, it's asking me to choose among my children. <laughs> so I think basically uh, I've been uh, in Singapore my whole life, uh, being a Singaporean. Uh, I think uh, both countries, uh, both India and Singapore have different offerings in terms of the tourism front. Uh, I think maybe if I can touch a little bit more on the tourism part uh, and, uh, and explain why India is such an important key source market for Singapore, uh, maybe I'll just start with that first. Uh, so India is um, Singapore, one of Singapore's key source markets. I think uh, we have seen India being the top three, source, uh, top three markets um, since uh, five years ago. Yeah, and I think this is a very good sign that uh, we, and we really appreciate that uh, our Indian visitors uh, love Singapore for being a leisure and uh, business destination. Uh, and I think uh, last year, if I can just give some statistics and figures, uh, in 2019, uh, we welcomed 1.42 million visitors from uh, India itself. 
uh, and I think that's a, a great number. It comes after Indonesia as well. Uh, it comes after China and Indonesia. Sorry about that. Yeah, so um, I think for us, India remains that important source market and we are trying our best uh, to also push out relevant marketing and promotional activities and initiatives to connect and engage with our audiences in India. Uh, if you want to ask me about my personal opinion about what I love about Singapore and um, uh, Mumbai specifically as a city, uh, I think actually we are quite similar, you know, being uh, kind of uh, two uh, cities based in different geographical locations. I think uh, I think the only difference probably is perhaps um, the people, right? Uh, I think the, the culture, the way of life and all that would be quite quite uh, different, right? But I think Singapore being a multicultural destination, uh, we do have um, certain influences that comes from India itself. Uh, we do have quite a, a strong community of uh, Indians residing in Singapore as well. Uh, we also have our favorite um, precinct, which is uh, Little India, located in Singapore, which I think is quite popular among the Indian visitors as well. So it shouldn't be unfamiliar to those who have been to Singapore. Yeah. Uh, that was quite a comprehensive description of both cities. And I uh, very much agree with you on that. Mumbai and Singapore have a lot to share in common. So I would just like to know some on-ground updates from Singapore. What all should we as international travelers know about leisure and mice travel? Thanks, Vati, for the question. Uh, so maybe I can just give an update first uh, in terms of uh, COVID cases uh, in Singapore. I think as of uh, today afternoon, 12 noon, uh, we reported four new cases. Uh, I think a total of 57,844 in total. That's in total, right? Um, but we have been observing very low numbers for the past couple of weeks. I think we've managed to contain the COVID-19 cases uh, pretty well. But I do note that the COVID-19 pandemic has had a severe impact on our tourism industry. Uh, just to give you a sense uh, in terms of uh, international visitor arrivals from January to June, uh, we, had, we saw 2.7 million visitors, which is about a 70% drop uh, compared to the same period last year. Uh, this decline was expected, I think, following the border restrictions that were implemented progressively from uh, February itself. Um, and, and after that, which we had uh, implemented the circuit breaker measures from uh, 7 April until uh, 2nd June. However, I do think that Singapore is quite fortunate in, in that we have the capacity as well as the resources to manage the COVID-19 pandemic in a pretty robust manner. And I think uh, we are happy to uh, report that we made good progress. Uh, majority of the economy has reopened since uh, Singapore entered into the second phase of uh, what we call a safe Singapore. Uh, on 19 June 2020. So on that front, we are also judiciously trying to reopen our border. Uh, so as of 22nd August, general travel allowed between Brunei, uh, New Zealand to Singapore. Starting today, uh, Singapore is allowing visitors from Australia, uh, excluding Victoria State, as well as Vietnam to come into Singapore. So these are the few countries uh, that we are allowing visitors from. I think we are gradually reopening borders to allow safe business travel, you know, for visitors entering Singapore in limited numbers. So uh, while we started on a, a pretty limited scale through a reciprocal greening arrangements with selected countries, we will continue negotiations with more countries and regions to facilitate such business travel and adjust measures for inbound travelers accordingly. So maybe I can just 
also share a little bit on the domestic tourism that we are working on. I think while we are still not able to see a large volume of uh, leisure visitors uh, from countries from overseas uh, across the cities, across the world, uh, on 22nd July, actually, we have uh, launched this campaign, which we call the Singapore Rediscovers uh, Program. Uh, it's actually a domestic campaign that encourages Singaporeans and residents to explore different sites of Singapore uh, and to you know, help them rediscover Singapore, our lifestyle and tourism offerings, uh, see Singapore in a different way, something that, you know, they haven't been uh, uh, quite quite used to, right? Uh, given that, you know, all these are all in your backyard kind of thing. Uh, so we are offering unique and uh, uh, value for money experiences, packages, promotions for Singapore and residents. Oh, that's very interesting. So there's been a focus on mice tourism um, since the beginning of this month, if I'm not mistaken. And I think Singapore is one of the first countries to come out and discuss mice tourism. So what does this actually mean for the mice players? Could you just uh, highlight that a little for us, please? Sure. Thanks, Devika. So um, as of 22nd July, we've actually announced a calibrated and safe resumption of uh, business events, uh, which is supported by what we call a risk management framework for business events of up to 50 attendees based on strict safe management measures. So building upon this successful trial of the framework in a, uh, in a pilot hybrid event in August itself, uh, we have further relaxed uh, some of all these, uh, what we call uh, number of packs for business events. So uh, on 7th September itself, we have announced that we will trial events of up to 250 attendees. So to provide further guidance for some of our MICE businesses, STB along with other agencies like uh, Enterprise Singapore are collaborating with uh, the Singapore Association of Convention and Exhibition Organizers and Suppliers, SASIOS for short, to formulate an industry resilience roadmap. Uh, this is a public-private partnership focused on three strategic objectives. So the first one being establishing the best-in-class standards for new event safety measures, creating agile business model with a focus on digital capabilities, right? And uh, further on to develop pathways for professional developments in the post-COVID-19 world. So this uh, roadmap will actually serve to guide Singapore event organizations, uh, event organizers as they plan for the safe resumption of other B2B events in Singapore and uh, in, a, in a sustainable way. So we are, we are pretty heartened to see some momentum building up with uh, two recent successful bids secured in August 2020. Uh, firstly, for the rights to host the World Chefs Congress and Expo in 2024, and of course, the 110th Lions Club International Convention in 2028. So uh, the Lions Club International Convention is expected to attract around 20,000 foreign delegates. So we are happy to see such progress and uh, we hope that these successes will build upon Singapore's track record as Asia's Pacific top meeting cities for 18 consecutive years uh, and also at the same time build up confidence in Singapore's robust and uh, transparent handling of the uh, COVID-19 situation. Uh, just to elaborate a little bit more in terms of uh, some of uh, the business uh, uh, events that we are having. So hybrid event formats uh, have become significantly um, popular. I think where content is delivered virtually while we retain some of the live aspects for limited small groups attendees. So this will allow participants uh, to connect face-to-face uh, -face as well. And uh, while, the, while the hybrid 
content delivered will ensure that the digital aspects complement uh, some of all these in-person uh, events as well. So uh, happy to share that Marina Bay Sands in Singapore has recently launched uh, what we call a hybrid event broadcast studio. Uh, it has a pretty uh, uh, sci-fi kind of a hologram functionalities at its uh, Sands Expo and um, Convention Center. So this state-of-the-art studio is actually designed to accommodate a live uh, studio audience uh, with a maximum capacity of 50 uh, persons at any one time, right? So it allows us to be versatile in hosting events in a hybrid format and also offers opportunities for participants to go through immersive content that are being delivered. So we hope to certainly see more such uh, innovations as the in uh, industry landscape and uh, experience evolve. So hopefully we will be able to see um, more events adopting such uh, hybrid models and uh, uh, them being held in Singapore. Oh, so interesting things are definitely lined up for Singapore. I wanted to ask, considering the given situation, uh, how can Indians enter and leave Singapore? Thanks, uh, Vati, for the question. So uh, as of now, unfortunately, uh, short-term visitors uh, from India are still not uh, allowed. Currently, there are no international flights allowed by the India's uh, DGCA until 31st October 2020. Um, so under so, so as, as I mentioned earlier, the short-term visitors are still not allowed entries into Singapore. We are hoping, we are hoping that uh, you know sooner or later we'll be able to establish uh, certain uh, green lane arrangements. Uh, with more countries, uh, but up to today, only Singapore residents, long-term pass holders, and visitors uh, from from uh, who hold uh, entry approvals can enter Singapore. Uh, travelers must also undergo virus uh, COVID nineteen swab test upon arrival and serve a fourteen day stay home notice. So, um, as we hope for borders to reopen, we also want. Uh, uh, our Indian consumers, our Indian visitors to keep Singapore as a top of mind destination. So, which is why we are doing a lot more in-market initiatives uh, to keep our consumers engaged, right? Uh, maybe if I can elaborate a little bit more on some of all these initiatives that we have done, right? Just to keep uh, the engagement levels high. Uh, in June itself, we have uh, partnered with uh, Zumato for Zumaland at Home. So creating content with some of our Singapore artists together with uh, Indian artists, you know, to uh, have uh, videos, inter video interactions, uh, chefs, mixologists, uh, even a DJ, you know, to create such content to uh, make sure that, you know, uh, we bring across our brand messaging or passion made possible. Um, I think as we continue to... Um, operate in this COVID-19 situation, in this COVID-19 pandemic, uh, we hope to come up with more innovative uh, marketing initiatives to engage with our audiences in India. And uh, we are working very hard to make sure that our uh, communication channels are also kept open. Uh, so maybe if I can elaborate a little bit more, uh, we are looking, I mean, we, we have adopted this uh, United We Stand theme of uh, trade engagement as well. So while the consumer engagement remains important, trade engagement is another key focus area for us, uh, which is why under this United We Stand theme, uh, we have sent out emailers, uh, video content, uh, messages, uh, uh, quite frequently, right? Just to connect and update on uh, Destination Singapore. And hopefully this will continue um, to make sure that our trade uh, in India uh, remains 
uh, updated of the situation in Singapore and will be able to uh, support us if uh, should we have any should, should we be launching any uh, marketing initiatives uh, in, in moving forward. Thank you, Seating. Uh, I'm going to jump in here with one question. So once there is a green lane established between Singapore and India, what should the travel agents and tour operators keep in mind while booking a Singapore package for their clients once also air connectivity restarts? Sorry, thanks. Uh, thanks, Hazel, for that question. So I think for us, right, uh, currently um, uh, we have launched this SG Clean campaign, right? So maybe I just touch a little bit on why I'm speaking about this uh, Singapore Clean campaign. Uh, this is actually a national uh, mark of excellence for us in terms of safety standards. Uh, I think what we wanted to bring out for this campaign is uh, making sure that our tourism establishments and dining establishments, whether it's hotels, shopping malls, uh, restaurants, are all adhere to a high level of safety standards to give our visitors uh, the assurance that Singapore is clean and uh, it's safe to travel around in Singapore. So I think uh, having this uh, campaign in Singapore will allow us to showcase how you know we are we do prioritize uh, safety and we do prioritize hygiene right so hopefully uh, uh, when we have more uh, material in terms of all these uh, uh, SG clean campaign we'll be able to share that with uh, uh, our media partners like Trev Talk. So again this uh, campaign uh, is this SG clean campaign has actually been um, launched since February, we have certified more than 22,000 individual premises across uh, Singapore. So this is actually good news for us uh, and we will continue to keep up with uh, having more establishments being certified uh, and that would then give our visitors a peace of mind you know, when they come to Singapore to visit in future. So I think in terms of what to look out for for our travel agents, um, uh, who, who wants to advise some of their clients uh, coming into Singapore. Unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, we still uh, do not have any commercial flights uh, from between India and Singapore. So while uh, we are looking forward to borders reopening again, I think the key important thing uh, remains that uh, safety and hygiene remains priority. And we hope that our um, visitors uh, will be patient together with us and uh, look forward to this uh, reopening of our borders. And we hope to see each other again very, very uh, beautiful. So I just wanted to understand since the commercial flights are not happening right now, so are charters from India allowed into Singapore? Uh, so, um, <laughs> so currently no international flights. Uh, there are also chartered flights being flown, but it's under the Vande Bharat missions uh, into Singapore. It's uh, mainly to repatriate passengers into both countries. So um, there are no commercial flights uh, as of now. So we still are not able to receive some of our Indian visitors whom um, you know, we have grown to be very fond of uh, yeah, for, for now. So um, I think while we wait for borders to reopen, we can only continue to serve out content from Singapore serve out relevant content from Singapore and serve out relevant updates about Singapore. And I think uh, such platforms like, uh, in, uh, like this interview will be helpful for us to uh, reach out to both the consumers and the trade and to make sure that everybody is um, kept updated on what's happening in Singapore. Uh, I think while we can't wait to also uh, you know, uh, be able to welcome visitors, I think our attraction partners, our hotel partners are also looking forward to that day. Yeah. 
Um, so we know that the cruise industry is opening up, I think, first week November from what we've heard. And Singapore be, seems to be the base for this. So could you highlight a little more about what we can expect when it comes to cruises? Thanks, Devika. So I think just today itself, we've launched, uh, I mean, we've announced that we will be uh, um, developing a mandatory cruise safe certification for cruise lines. Uh, we are resuming cruising sailings to restart with pilot in November only for Singapore residents. So um, this is a pilot for safe cruising from November 2020. So just to share a little bit more on this, I think the safety and well-being of our uh, passengers, crew remain top priority. So for this, um, we're launching this cruise to nowhere itinerary where it's a round trip with no ports of call. Uh, sailing at a reduced capacity of up to 50% and is only open to Singapore residents. Um, we will start this pilot cruise from 6 November with Genting Cruise Line's uh, World Dream and uh, with Royal Caribbean International's uh, Quantum of the Seas uh, beginning sailing in December. So we will monitor the outcomes of the pilot sailings very, very carefully in the coming months before deciding on the next steps for cruising. Um, India, as we know, is one of the top source markets for Singapore in terms of cruising. So I, I, I do look forward to the day where, you know, we will be able to welcome uh, Indian visitors to Singapore to kind of experience the cruise product as well. So just to uh, elaborate a little bit more on this cruise safe certification, uh, I think we want to ensure you know, the safety and health of our passengers as well as crews. So uh, we have developed this cruise safe in consultation with the industry and it's also benchmarked against global health and safety standards. So Singapore is really one of the first countries in the world to develop and implement a mandatory audit and certification program for cruise lines before they can commence sailings. So as you can tell, that is, um, we are taking uh, many, many steps and measures to make sure that uh, cruising will remain safe for our, um, I mean, the, the visitors as well as passengers. Okay. So wow, this has been one wholesome podcast for our listeners, I believe. They've uh, already gotten to know a lot about uh, India and Singapore. Uh, and a lot of questions around travel have been answered in this podcast. So before we actually come on to the end of this podcast, I wanted to know your top three reasons to travel to Singapore for our listeners. What would they be? I, I would I would think uh, I would have to list down top 10 reasons instead instead of three. <laughs> okay, but I'll try, I'll try. I think the top three reasons, I think uh, Singapore being a, a safe uh, hygiene, um, hygiene, hygiene country, I think we have uh, pride ourselves um, on, on, on trying to make sure that when we allow for travel and when we reopen our borders, we'll be able to give our visitors uh, that peace of mind and assurance in traveling to Singapore. So that's one. I think uh, the second reason would likely be that Singapore has many, many tourism offerings that will, will cater to the different passion points of our Indian uh, visitors. I think for a start, uh, going back to your question about what uh, is similar between Singapore and Mumbai is that we both love our food, right? Uh, whenever we talk about food, I think there's always very happy chatter and, and very happy discussions about, you know, uh, oh, I know this place where, where they serve up the best uh, uh, food, uh, they serve up this best dish. So I think for Singapore, uh, we, we do have a wide spectrum 
of uh, tourism offerings that caters, uh, you know, to our international audiences. And, and that's uh, one of the reasons why uh, we would like to welcome our uh, Indian visitors to come to Singapore. Then I think for the, for the third reason is that I think we are all uh, wanting to travel, right? And I think Singapore offers that many different types of uh, experiences, right? So I think for, for an Indian traveler who is, uh, you know, who, who wants to explore a little bit about, on, on Sentosa, wants to, uh, you know, perhaps uh, visit uh, Gardens by the Bay, there's, there's always something for everyone. Um, I could go on. Uh, <laughs> I'm just worried that I don't have time. <laughs> But I think Singapore has uh, always been very fortunate to receive, uh, um, to be a very well received destination by our Indian travelers. And we hope that, you know, once borders reopens, we'll be able to see each other again and we are able to, um, you know, connect uh, face to face. We'll be able to reach out uh, to you better. So I think that's something that we can all look forward to and stay positive, um, you know, and, and optimistic about. So with that, we actually come to the end of the podcast. So I would like to thank Ms. Seating Lim for her time and sharing great details about Singapore. And we look forward to coming to Singapore as soon as the lockdown is over. So thank you for joining in. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Vatik. Thank you, Divika. And thank you, Hazel. Thanks so much. <laughs>